0: Wildcat 91.9 New Music Now. This is Emma here in the studio and we were just listening to Sing 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 by the Benny Goodman Orchestra. Welcome everyone to Jazz in the Studio with me, Emma. Tonight, if you can't tell, we are going to be talking about big bands. So I'm going to be spotlighting a bunch of different big bands and it is going to be a lot of fun. So we started off with probably one of the most famous big band tunes out there sing 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 with one of the most famous recordings of it by the benny goodman orchestra now this song i mean if you haven't heard it then you haven't been watching media because like this song has been in countless movies countless tv shows countless theater productions one the most recent stuff that it's been in was 2020 like last year so this is not an old like obscure song at all and anyway it's a great song and i thought it would be a really fun way to start off the night tonight now we're going to talk a, i want to give a little bit of an overview of what big bands are for people out there that aren't as engrossed in the jazz world as i am so big bands, generally, they are going to be a large, a large group of people with like sections of instruments. So it's a little bit closer to like an orchestra or um, like your high school band. So they started out and there was three trumpets, three trombones, three saxophones, and then piano, drums, bass, guitar. Nowadays, it's generally it's generally four trumpets, four trombones, sometimes one of those trombones is a bass trombone, and then five saxophones, two alto sax, two tenor sax, and then a berry sax with the same rhythm section of piano, um, guitar, bass, and drums. Now, they became really popular in about the 30s in the swing era, era because they would play really, really fun dance music. So, I mean, the swing era wasn't just an era of music. It was also an era of dance. So a lot of the pieces that these big um, swing bands would be playing would be great places, great things to play at the club for people to dance to. I mean, how can you not dance to with all of those trumpets going... It's so fun. It's just a lot of fun. Um... And some of the most famous leaders of some of the bands are Benny Goodman, as we just heard, who was a clarinet player, Duke Ellington, piano player, Glenn Miller, who played the trombone, which we're going to hear a little bit of his songs later, Count Basie on the piano, one of my favorites, and then the Dorsey brothers, Tommy Dorsey played trombone, and Jimmy Dorsey played clarinet and saxophone so big bands were just really exciting and fun they're different from other jazz music because it's a little bit tighter there's tighter harmonies the arrangements are a lot more specific and complicated than say the jazz standards that we listened to last night which generally are you can kind of do whatever you want big bands have a lot more specific arrangements with specific harmonies to go along Now, let's head on into our next song, which is from one of our famous band leaders, Duke Ellington. And the song we are going to be listening to next is Take the A-Train here on Wildcat 919 New Music Now. Cat 919, new music now. This is Emma here in the studio, and for those of you just tuning in, this is Jazz in the Studio with me, Emma, and we are talking about big bands tonight. We were just listening to Take the A Train by Duke Ellington and his orchestra. Now, Duke Ellington, probably m- one of my, I think that my two favorite, uh, band leaders would be duke ellington and count basie they they were my two favorites of all of the big ones but he has a lot of other really great songs i really gravitate towards duke ellington and his orchestra specifically because the thing that kind of made him unique is he was very charming and the way that he would direct all the time would be He would be at his piano, and so most of the cues that he would give would be through his piano, or like his facial expressions, and that was kind of unique to him. A lot of the other band leaders would kind of conduct a little bit while they were playing, if they were playing, and I think that Duke was a little bit, he was special that way. And he also had very, very unique compositions that he would write for his groups. His A lot of swing bands would get kind of into this rhythm of doing the fast and loud and big stuff. And some of his more famous songs are more ballads like Mood Indigo or In a Sentimental Mood, which are two of my favorites. So the Duke, uh, the Duke was pretty, he was just pretty great at what he did. Actually, there's a song that was kind of dedicated to him by Stevie Wonder, which is called Sir Duke. Also a great song, great jazzy song, but Sir Duke is Duke Ellington. Now, this this song had a great example of something that a lot of big bands will do, and that is the person will be soloing, and they're going to be soloing over another section doing tight, soft, like lilting harmonies underneath. So in this song, we had the trumpet playing a solo with a mute, And the saxophones were doing all kind of fun stuff behind him, which is one of the really special things about big bands and big band solos, because it's very different than solos in other areas. So there's kind of more to play with for the soloist. They can interact with the, the other sections that are playing underneath them. And I think that that's a lot of fun. Now, we're going to move into our next song, which is another really, really famous one that I that I really, really enjoy, and I think it's deceptively hard. If you really listen to it, it seems like it's easy, but it's really not. We're going to move into our next song, which is In the Mood by the Glenn Miller Orchestra here on Wildcat 91.9 New Music Now
1: (laughs)  ¶¶
0: Wildcat 91.9, new music now. This is Emma here in the studio, and we're just listening to In the Mood by the Glenn Miller Orchestra. For anyone that's just tuning in now, this is our jazz in the studio with me, Emma, that we have every evening, 9 to 10 on weekdays. And tonight we are talking about big bands. We are listening to some good big band music, of which there is many, and... So let's talk a little bit about In the Mood by Glenn Miller. Now, this one, of course, another one of the classics. I think that you could probably play this for most people and they would have heard this song before. It's a pretty famous one. Now, I think because of this song, this song really solidified Glenn Miller's ability to be an icon in the big band world. He was the best-selling artist and the most well-known big band leader when he was popular. Some of the other songs that his orchestra did that were famous were Chattanooga Choo Choo, American Patrol, A String of Pearls, and many, many more, of course. Surprisingly, though, Glenn Miller kind of his career ended in a strange way he actually he was drafted into the army and in 1994 he was flying to Paris and he was flying over the English Channel and he actually disappeared because of bad weather while he was um, flying to Paris and so that is where his career ended. He could have done so, so much more. So it's kind of sad to think that that was what ended up ending his career. he had only been in in the game for maybe like 15 or 20 years. And there are a lot of big band leaders that were doing stuff for a lot longer. So it's pretty sad that that was how we lost such a big legend was literally just disappearing into thin air which (laughs) which is i mean it's it's kind of a fun story but sad at the same time of course and he was he had written a lot of really good stuff at that time so man it's just imagining what could have been if he had stuck around for another 5 or 10 or 15 more years to be leading his group now our next our next song is um gonna be talking i'm gonna talk a little bit about shout choruses you heard a little bit of a shout chorus at the end of in the mood there but i'm gonna talk more about it after our next song which is the wood chopper's ball by woody herman here on wildcat 91.9 new music now Thank Wildcat 919, New Music Now. This is Emma here in the studio, and we were just listening to Woodchopper's Ball by the Woody Herman Orchestra. For anyone that's just tuning in now, this is our Jazz in the Studio with me, Emma, that we have every 9 to 10 every weekday here in the studio. Now, tonight we were talking about big bands, and we were we were just listening to a good song, a pretty classic, good, easygoing big band song that is probably it's my favorite example of shout courses. Now, what are shout courses, you may ask? Shout courses are generally a little section at the very end of a piece where where there is one part that's kind of repeated over and over again. Usually the notes are pretty simple. It's usually, uh, there's one part that's kind of repeated over and over again. Usually the notes are pretty simple. It's usually a, a lot of kind of like, it's usually more rhythmic with kind of the same notes or just notes that are in the chord. And the band will play it over and over and over and over again and they will vary the dynamics to kind of get you more hype or kind of calm you down after a good song now this song specifically um at the very end the shout chorus wasn't as big as i normally hear it played i actually played this song in high school so i know this one very fairly well and when I was in high school, the way that we did the end shout chorus is, you, and this is how it usually is done, is they usually play it once really big, and then they play it a little bit quieter, and they play it a little bit quieter, and they play it a little bit quieter, and then they play it really, really big one last time, and they end with a little tag. And they do that to just kind of, you know, get the audience going, having a good time, and i've always loved shout courses they're always super super fun you'd think that they wouldn't be as interesting because they're usually pretty simple but the the use of the dynamics is very dynamic <laughs> one might say and i think that it adds a lot and i don't know i think that modern music doesn't use dynamics to its full potential very much especially pop music Everything is usually just kind of one volume the whole time and I think that we need to kind of get back into the habit of utilizing dynamics because you honestly don't have to work as hard as you do. You don't have to write as many interesting things. You really just have to write one good thing and then kind of vary the dynamics so that it has different meanings behind it. And I think that's the great thing about dynamics and the way that short shout choruses work now talking a little bit about the song itself and Woody Herman Woody Herman the band leader of his orchestra here he was a clarinetist and his orchestra was kind of on the cutting edge of things back in the day he was their group kind of shifted into the bebop area era, era a little bit sooner than most other groups did. And that was partially because uh, uh, Dizzy Gillespie, the trumpeter, wrote a lot of bebop pieces for Woody Herman that he could use with his orchestra. And this is another funny fact about... Woody Herman and kind of doing weird things and it was actually something that was took me by surprise when I was um, researching this a little bit Woody Herman actually commissioned some pieces for the band by the classic composer um, Stravinsky who was a Russian composer of classical music who's known best for the Rite of Spring which was known as a notoriously crazy and weird and dissonant giant like ballet um big uh music piece and so i thought it was a little funny that woody herman commissioned stravinsky to write some pieces for them stravinsky wrote um the i think it was called the ebony uh concerto and there was a there's a little story that stravinsky when he first put it in front of the jazz players he thought that they weren't going to be able to handle some of the more complicated rhythms which after you hear some of the other songs that we have later this hour you will probably laugh because there are some pretty dang complicated rhythms in a lot of big band music and So yeah, just kind of a funny little story about Woody Herman and the jazz world mixing with the classical world with Stravinsky. Now, we're going to kind of shift into the kind of modern era of big bands, and we're going to be heading into our next song, which is Whiplash from the Don Ellis Orchestra here on Wildcat 919 New Music Now. Wildcat 91.9, New Music Now. This is Emma here in the studio, and we're just listening to Whiplash by the Don Ellis Orchestra. Now, for anyone who's just tuning in now, this is our jazz in the studio with me, Emma, here every weeknight, 9 to 10. And tonight, we are looking at big bands and listening to a lot of fun big band stuff. Just kind of a recap on what big bands are for anyone who's just tuning in now. Big bands are a type of jazz band where there are a lot more instruments than like a combo, which is generally like one horn and then a rhythm section. Big bands usually have large sections, so they have like like four or five saxophones and then four trombones and then four trumpets and then a full rhythm section with piano, guitar, bass, drums and all. Just kind of makes for more rich harmonies and they can have a lot of a lot more things going on, a lot more intrigue and interest happening. And we were just listening to Whiplash, which some people might know if they saw the psychological drama movie that was Whiplash, which is about Um, a boy who is in who's going to college uh, or university to be in jazz band and he experiences a very very tough teacher which is played by J.K. Simmons in the movie and so it kind of follows the drummer's journey as he kind of is trying to he's trying to keep up with what he's supposed to be doing and and the the teacher is extremely hard on him and it's it's a really, really, really good film. This is like the main song from it that they play multiple times or they play snippets of it and multiple times throughout throughout the movie. Now, talking a little bit about Don Ellis, the man who wrote this, he is a very interesting He's a very interesting man that I've had a lot of interest in. I actually wrote an essay all about him a couple semesters ago for a music class. He is really, really interesting to listen to his music because he takes inspiration from a lot of different places. And on another night, I'm going to go into a lot more depth on this, and we're going to listen to a lot more songs of his, which are a little bit crazier than this one. This is a pretty standard big band, especially for modern big band stuff but he takes a lot of inspiration from a lot of different places such as like Indian music being a big one for him Um, one of the funny things about Don Ellis is he actually had his first job playing trumpet in the late Glenn Miller band which is funny because we were listening to a Glenn Miller orchestra piece earlier in the evening and Don Ellis kind of got his start By playing in that band and then joining, you know, a U.S. Navy Army band that generally have some really, really swinging big bands or really, really great jazz music. Um, And he began writing, writing and arranging songs for big bands when he when he was in that group. Now. We're going to move into our next song which is a really really fun one. The most modern of all of the ones that we have tonight. And that is Count Bubba by the Gordon by Gordon Goodwin's Big Fat Band here on Wildcat 919 New Music Now. <laughs> Cat 919, Nine, new music now. This is Emma here in the studio, and we were just listening to Count Bubba by Gordon Goodwin's Big Fat Band, and that's fat with a pH, and that's how you know it's really fat. Now, for anyone who's just tun- tuning in here near the end of the hour, this is our Jazz in the Studio with me. Emma that we have every weeknight 9 to 10 and tonight we've been looking at some big bands and that song that we just listened to whoo that was just as tight as a big band can get I mean they knew that song so well I mean you have to be that tight within your part your section the band overall you have to be so in tune if you're going to do the stuff like that middle section where the sections took turns and they were playing acapella just their section. That was crazy. It's it is so good. That's what makes this song for me is that middle section where they where each section is playing like their own thing on their own and then they like hand it off to the next section It is so good. And then the way that it leads into the saxophone solo, oh my gosh, it's insane. It's so good. It is so good. Now, Gordon Goodwin, he, the leader of this band, his big fat band, he played piano and saxophone, and he's actually from Wichita, Kansas. Would you know it? And um, I believe that the sax solo throughout was him, was Gordon Goodwin himself. And he became, he started kind of like stepping into the public eye, not entirely, but he started, his luck turned when he started actually working for Disneyland, which is something that I've also done. So maybe my luck's going to turn soon too. But he started playing in bands down in Disneyland. And the company actually really liked him that they asked him to write music, a musical show called *The Musketeers*, which starred, which had Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and I think that it's really funny that Gordon Goodwin happened to get his start from Disneyland and *The Musketeers*, and now he's doing stuff like this, like. That's, that is just so cool. That is so cool that you can, you can start doing something and then you can eventually get to this. Now, I have one more song for us, but I'm not going to talk to you guys after our next song. So I'm going to close it up for the evening, but I actually have a mission for anyone who's out there listening. What I would like to do for the Monday show is I would like to... Play you guys' suggestions of your favorite jazz songs or a jazz song that you want to hear me talk about on the show. So, if you have a song that you want me to play and me to talk about, that, and, and maybe even if you want to send in some words that you want to say about it and why you want it to be played, if you can go to the Wildcat919FM Instagram page or or twitter go find wildcat919 on social media and dm us and let us know what song you want me to play on my monday show here on jazz in the studio with me emma and i will play it and i will set i'll read your message and we will talk about it and we'll listen to it so i hope to see everyone tomorrow night for the show and i hope that you guys send in some songs So our last song tonight is going to be Splanky by the Count Basie Orchestra here on Wildcat 91.9 New Music Now.